What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, I have a special guest with me today. You guys have seen him on here a couple times over the last few weeks. Analyst, writer, and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle Podcast, Drake. How are you doing today, my friend? Man, I'm doing fantastic. I'm starting to get a little bit, a uh, little bit impatient, a little, a little bit antsy about certain things, about how long this uh, search is taking. A lot of names are starting to get under the banner, but other than that, the weekend's coming up. Super Bowl's coming up. About as happy as I can possibly be as a Colts fan. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are at this point where we're just wanting this thing to be over. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we were we saw Jim Ursay's supposedly encrypted tweet yesterday, and everyone's like, "Oh, what could this possibly mean? Like, there's got to be something here." And just to find out that, like, it said absolutely nothing. Uh, there was no info about it. Just said, oh, the decision is made in days, not hours. Like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know whether he's being fully serious or if it, or if it's just a metaphor. I don't know. But Well, dude, I was, I was going to say, the people taking, see, it's the first S and the first A and the first T and the first U. It's like people are circling all that. I'm like, you're just... You're just bored. Like you're just waiting for a head coach. That's we are why you're waiting so bad. It just sucks. They're convincing themselves it's going to be Saturday. They're so scared. It's it's crazy, man. But let's go ahead, guys. We're going to kind of give some pros and cons of each head coaching candidate. We've talked pretty much to death of all of these guys and why we think they'd be a good hire or a bad hire. But we'll kind of get into a few more specifics here, and you know, be able to. Uh, just see what you guys think. And sorry again for all the head coaching uh, candidate content. I mean, really, it sucks that this is the only thing we have to look forward to right now. But this is kind of what we're at right now. So please bear with us. Once the Colts hire their new coach, then we can start getting into more specifics about what that coach can do for this team. And there might be some new, uh, some new updates coming out. But... Let's go ahead and hop into it. First candidate we're going to talk about here, Shane Steichen. The Colts just had their second interview with him just the other day. And many presume that since the Colts may wait till after the Super Bowl to make an announcement, Shane Steichen might end up being one of the front runners. Drake, what's a what's a pro and a con to hiring to potentially hiring Shane Steichen? Man, uh, you know, I guess I guess we'll start with I guess we'll, if anything, we'll start with the cons. I mean, he has been a he, like I'm looking here. He's been offensive quality control back uh, when he was in his late 20s. But, you know, he's been only offensive coordinating. I would say the about the only con you can find is he's only been offensive coordinating for about three years. Um, and he hasn't had a, a super duper long time or super, you know, vast amount of experience with, you know, calling plays, but he's also, you know, got a lot of talent on the Eagles squad that I, I'm not saying that, you know, no knock on Shane Steichen, but I think a dang good offensive coordinator, any, any offensive coordinator worth something would be able to make a serious contender out of that team. But th that's really stretching. I think if you're talking about a pro though, it's it's the fact that it's I think Philip Rivers. Uh, then you've got then you've got Justin Herbert, and then you've got Jalen Hurts. He's been able to maximize a pocket passer. He's been able to maximize a guy who can get out when he needs to, but is still more of a volume passer. 
And he's been able to maximize and improve the talent once the reins were turned over by Nick Sirianni of Jalen Hurts. I mean, he has revolutionized that entire offense, and he's done it with a bunch of different quarterbacks. I, I mean, boy, the, the sky's the limit, I think, if you give him a rookie. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest pro when it comes to Shane Steichen is clearly uh, you, you saw the you saw the impact from what he had with calling plays and running the offense. I think that from as the season went on for Philadelphia, they were always pretty solid on offense, but I mean they have really stormed this and have made it so much more efficient with Jalen Hurts now. You added another piece in A.J. Brown. You made the running game a lot more efficient. Like early in the year, the Eagles did not run the ball very effectively. And then in the playoffs, that has become their biggest attribute has been running the football against teams who do an amazing job at stopping the run primarily all year. And throughout the playoffs, have been averaging 150 yards per game running the football with their running back. So, you know, being able to motion things and figure things out through that sort of uh, figuring out what your strengths and weaknesses are and capitalizing on those. I know that the Eagles offensive line has definitely been better than the Indianapolis Colts, but you feel that with. The Colts, maybe there could be a turnaround. We have seen them play well, so maybe this last year just wasn't a year that they were. Uh, that I just don't know what to expect from that. But um, I think that if you had Steichen come in, running that offense would be a lot more efficient. So that definitely sounds like something. Uh, let's go to the next candidate, uh, Raheem Morris, defense coordinator out of the Rams. Uh, I think the I think the biggest con when you talk about Morris is just questioning what is he going to provide you from an offensive perspective. I think that he's a tremendous leader, which I'll allude to in a second, but what I really need from a head coach candidate right now is who is he going to bring in offensively and how are you going to run this offense? Because clearly I know Raheem Morris has some experience, but not a ton doing that. And I'm not even going to make his last head coaching uh, experience uh, turn into a con. Cause I think it's actually more of a pro than anything. Cause then he learns to, not do the same things over again, but con. Yeah. I just question again, like what are you going to do to improve the offense? That's like, I just, it's the uncertainty of it all, but the pro clearly one of the best mentors and leaders of this whole group, uh, a very experienced coach, but yet is still so young, uh, compared to some of these other candidates. And I just think that Morris from, a leadership perspective is really going to hold guys accountable. So those would be mine. What, what's your pro and con when it comes to Raheem Morris? Well, it's, it's always, uh, first off the, the very well put, I, I think that, uh, gosh, I I'm right there with you. The con is that the league is going more towards an offensive mind. All right. Every, like, I mean, you talk about the, I think it was, you've got offensive minds, I think made up the entire conference championship. Uh, like for both the AFC and the NFC. So the league's going towards more offensive minded people. Um, I, I have heard him linked to making Bobby Slowick of the, of, uh, of the 49ers. Who's the, uh, I believe he is the passing game coordinator 
um, for the 49ers. He did so well with with Lance and with Purdy and with Garoppolo. Then, of course, you've got um, I think you've got Zach Robinson from the Rams, who he's obviously linked with. But then you have to add in that what happens if they're fantastic and in two years you lose them? Well, you're still a defensive minded coach and you have to replace that offensive coordinator now. So it, it's it, that's the thing that's running against Morris. I think it's the only thing because the pros are right out. I mean, they're through the roof. 20 years in the NFL he's had. He's done everything you can imagine. He's coached wide receivers. He's head coached. He's interim head coached. He's coached the defense. He's coached defensive backs. He's had quality control. He's even coached in the NCAA with Kansas State. Okay, so, I mean, this is a guy who's got literally everything that you can ask for. He has all the experience. He knows what's going to happen. And back to that head coaching tenure when he first started, it was like 2009, and he was an unprecedented age. At the time, he was like 32. At the time, that was ridiculous. That was not even heard of in the league to be that young. So this is way different. He's like 46 now. I think he'd be far better as a head coach. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yep, absolutely. Uh, let's go to the wild card, which, I mean, you know, a lot of people have this name and uh, would absolutely hate it if he ended up coming back to Indianapolis. Oh, no. And that is Jeff Saturday. Unfortunately, we have to kind of talk about it because, you know, apparently a bunch of people seem to still think that he's still got a chance. Uh even though a lot of the local media guys don't believe that the, the national media still seems to think so. Um, but anyways, again, I don't know, Drake, if you can mention a pro, I think that the only, again, the only pro with it that you could consider, I'm trying to be objective. Believe me, I get a ton of people in my comments telling me I'm not, I'm not, uh, nice enough to Jeff Saturday. Well, I'm going to try here. I, I think that he definitely understands football. And I think that it would be, he could potentially bring in a very interesting group of coaches, uh, and retaining some of the ones that they have. I think he would have a very good knowledge of which guys are good to stick around and which ones aren't. But again, the cons of it all is, I mean, I don't, I don't really love his game management. Uh, there was a lot of times where, you know, we saw him mismanage timeouts at the end of games when things were close and like, I don't know. I'm questioning, you know, just with the fact that again, like Indianapolis had some really bad uh, 
allowed some really bad comebacks. So, you know, it's kind of hard to just ignore that when your team is on the cusp of winning so many times, but yet you couldn't seal the deal. Was that a purposeful tank job? I have no idea. Apparently, Jeff Saturday alluded to the idea that it, it actually was. Uh, remember when they said that, you know, that when Indianapolis uh, read their script that they were going to finish with Jeff Saturday going one and seven at the end of his uh, tenure <laughs> as alluded saying that I understood the assignment. Uh, you know, Jeff, I, 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 I don't know if that is purposefully telling on your team. I don't know if you're just joking. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, I, I would like to see somebody else with some better coaching experience get in here. Drake, uh, Pro and con for Jeff Saturday? You know, uh, in this case, usually you want to go with the bad first because uh, there's far – usually there's less. Um, in this case, we're going to go with the pros. Um, uh, Jeff Saturday, look, aside from the coach, incredible, in- incredibly respected, loved, great man, great person. He he just he, – his way of getting the coaching job is like Raheem Morris's. All right, only it's it's the same like under it's the same principle. Only he doesn't have coaching, you know. Uh, he doesn't have like coaching ties and all these connections in the NFL. He's got them in the media. That's his only way of getting the job is to promote himself. That's it. He doesn't have all these connections in the NFL. But I think if you're going with a pro, the offensive line that's the one that sticks out for me. It, it did improve. It improved as the season went along. Uh, he was able to maximize Bernard Raymond. I think that he was a big part of that because Strasser sucks as an offensive line coach. So I, I do think that part of that was Jeff Saturday. I think that the run game could, could potentially improve. Zach Moss looked, you know, pretty good at times. But again, I mean, this is a league that moves at 1,000 mock speed. I mean, it is so fast. It's a lot, a lot of developments and changes and you're talking about a guy that got thrown cold into this halfway through a season with with a team that was just decimated. I don't see Jeff Saturday, you know, being a head coach. And he also everyone's been like, well, what about a line? What about a strength coach? Nope. In his interview after the season, he said, I haven't even thought about that. I'm preparing to be the head coach. So that tells me if he doesn't get it, he's going right back to ESPN and making $15 million a year doing analysis again. So uh, I, I don't think he's a candidate, honestly. Yep, gotcha on that. Uh, let's go to uh, Basaccia, the special teams coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. I think, again, when you talk about this from a pro's perspective, he's had uh, a long you know, coaching history and was an interim head coach, just like what Jeff Saturday was, but you know, also showed you know the ability to win more games. Uh, and that sort of situation. Um, but then again, when I look at like Basachi, I just, I question again, what are you going to provide for, uh, on the offensive side of things and how do you develop a quarterback? I don't think Basachi has a ton of experience working with quarterbacks and, you know, I don't question the man. I think that he's a tremendous guy, but what you could provide on the offensive side of things and how you develop the quarterback is going to be the most important thing for this franchise going forward. And 
I just question that. And that's a con. And it's a, the same con I have for a bunch of these people. It's the same exact thing. Just I question what is going to actually become of our offense with this guy being hired. So uh, pros and cons, Drake, about Masaccia here. Well, I mean, you know, the the pros are kind of what you alluded to. He's been in the league longer than anybody. I mean, he has he has seen it all. He's seen every era of the game that that is even relevant at this point. Um, and so he, but also he took over the Raiders and he finished seven and five and was able to make the playoffs. Okay, so like you said, people who are like oh interim coaches, I mean, clearly it can be done. He lost in the first round, but that's not the point here. Okay, he did it. Now the cons. I think you mentioned this at one point, and it's so glaringly obvious and no one else has said it. He has not done a single thing other than special teams coordination. Okay, so like, then you got to ask what's going to happen if it's um, Will Levis or, you know, God, God help it if it's an Anthony Richardson situation. You have Rich Bisaccia. Then you have to under, then you have to ask yourself, who's he bringing in as the coordinator? People haven't really talked much about Bisaccia's staff, but it is a question mark. And so it's a little bit of a concern that he hasn't done anything other than special teams. I know that we've heard about John Harbaugh did special teams, but that was also a completely different situation. He got thrown into the head coach role far sooner than Bisaccia did at a younger age. So there's just a lot of question marks with Bisaccia. I think he's one of the more like shrouded, mysterious candidates that the Colts have interviewed for a second time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yep, we'll keep an eye on that one. And then I think one of I think one of the biggest front runners for a lot of Colts fans, Brian Callahan here, the OC from the Cincinnati Bengals. Callahan, I mean, there's a lot more to like about Callahan than what there is to not like about Callahan. I could go on forever about the pros of a Callahan. Nothing that I mean, every that every Colts content creator hasn't already said. Uh, the amount of times that we've had to talk about Callahan. Uh, I mean, from locked on to you guys to Blue Stable, everyone talking about Callahan. Hitting that um, Callahan button. Yeah. Um, <laughs> To tell you what, I mean, I mean, obviously getting endorsed by some of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, um, the amount of experience working with quarterbacks, how he developed these guys and how he runs an offense again is all great things. Um, I think that's the most important thing for me when it comes to the pros is knowing being around those kinds of quarterbacks and getting their respect from that. And clearly, I mean, again, working with Peyton Manning in and of itself, again, whatever you want to say about Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning was already great before Brian Callahan got the chance to work with him. But that's just more of an experience thing. Callahan didn't develop Peyton, but Peyton might have helped develop Callahan more than what I think some people might have realized from that perspective of being around such greatness, knowing what it takes to be great, being around all that experience 
and then taking that to uh, the Raiders with Derek Carr, taking that to the Lions with Matt Stafford, taking that now to the Bengals and Joe Burrow, you know, developing all these quarterbacks and helping them to unleash their full potential. And I think that is something that uh, is one thing that the Colts desperately need when they're bringing in a quarterback here soon. And you want a guy that has been around greatness, knows what some of the best quarterbacks in the league have done and needs to do when they get in. So developing and uh, working on that offense is the biggest thing for him. For me, a con, I'm I'm interested to hear a con from you because I think the the problem is like when it comes to Callahan is I, I think that a lot of the cons when it comes to Callahan are simply just uh speculative. I mean it's opinionated more so more so than it is con based because oh, he didn't call plays. Okay, well, there's tons of coordinators that don't and they end up doing Nick Nick, Nick Sirianni. Yeah, Nick Sirianni for the Never longest time. Like, and the funny thing was is Nick Sirianni, you know, his first year with Philly did do a lot of play calling responsibilities, but he quickly realized that, you know, he maybe want to just give somebody else the opportunity to call plays. Obviously, he helps design things, which is what Callahan does on top of everything else. But, I mean, and then the other thing that people keep talking about is, oh, he's been around great quarterbacks his entire career. And I just sit there and I go, well, that's a good thing because then you understand time in and time out what it takes to be a great quarterback in the league. And that's what's important is knowing how to coach a great quarterback, how to get them to that point. So is there a con that I think that some people just have it fly over their heads? What do you think when it comes to Callahan? Uh, I mean, uh, it's so, look, I, and I've been very open, open, open on Twitter that I'm a huge Raheem Morris guy. But when you talk about Brian Callahan, it, you have to force the negatives. All right, you just do. Who knows what he's going to do with a rookie quarterback? Oh wait, he already had one. He already had Joe Burrow. He already had Andy Dalton in his last year in in uh, in Cincinnati. I mean, it's so hard to figure it out. I guess the one con I would say is that we that there's a chance that maybe he can't. Uh, Maybe there's a chance he, he's not a good head coach. That I, I don't – it's so hard because even when he was in Denver, it was as an offensive assistant in 2013 through 2015. One of those years, they won a Super Bowl. Another one, Peyton Manning set every major passing record, okay, and then went to a Super Bowl anyway. So it, it's so hard to figure out any cons because then you talk about that he tailored the entire offense to Joe Burrow. When they had three hurt offensive linemen, and they still, based on due to a late hit, in my opinion, they didn't. They weren't able to force overtime and potentially win a game. They could be in the Super Bowl. Okay, if you don't have a penalty at the end of that game, boy, if you're for, if you're if you're talking about cons, it's that Callahan maybe he doesn't have the experience of of of, uh, of some of the others, but neither neither does Steichen. So I, it's really hard for both of those guys. They both have the same cons. You, you got to speculate them. You got to you got to try to force them and say the what ifs. But the pros are just so so much through the roof that it's almost in the stratosphere at this point. I mean, Callahan would develop any one of the four big quarterbacks, and he would do it at a high level. Yep, 
So, I mean, again, it's one of those situations where I think everyone has him as one of the top front runners due to uh, his experience with these quarterbacks and knowing how to run an offense. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, I question whether or not it's going to be enough for the Indianapolis Colts, but we'll see. Last two names here. uh, Aaron Glenn is the next one. Again, positive, very well-respected guy. He's been around the league for a long time. You know, has had some good experiences in some places. But I think the con is again, what what do I what am I going to get when it comes to developing an offense? And you know that that defense for the Lions last year was atrocious. I know at the end of the year it started getting better, but it's. It's still a question mark to me because, you know, that, that first half of the season, man, that defense was the worst defense in all of football. Well, and and the thing is, one because I actually wrote a piece on Aaron Glenn and I, I did some research, and the the cons are very obvious. I mean, it's that he definitely had a brutally bad defense. I mean, everyone was talking about Ben Johnson and that offense. Well, that offense, they had to keep. They had to keep scoring, or else they were going to be routed out of the out of the building at certain points. Now, to kind of allude to what you said on the pros, is this is a guy that's a three time former three time Pro Bowler. I mean, he he played safety in the NFL, and the guy that led the Detroit Lions, okay, in interceptions. Um, let me see here. It was a Kirby Joseph, a rookie out of the University of Illinois, who played safety which is exactly what Aaron Glenn played. Then you've got Aiden Hutchinson out of the University of Michigan, arguably defensive player of the year, and he coached him. So they had a bunch of rookies on that on that Detroit Lions defense. Now, does that warrant 32nd worst in, in a, a multiple categories? Absolutely not. So then you got to ask yourself again, I know that, You'll, maybe you'll get some comments in the chat in the chat about it, but it's 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 unavoidable. What's he going to do with a quarterback? Who's he going to bring in as the OC? We it's it's been one of uh, you know the more surprising second interview requests. I remember when it happened, people pretty much had Colts fans had an answer to how much longer this was going to be. When they requested Aaron Glenn after Brian Callahan, that told everybody they were like, why? They were like, why Aaron Glenn? So clearly they see something. I think if you're at the end of the day, cons. You don't know what he's going to do at quarterback pros. He's got a lot of years in the NFL. He knows a lot about defense, and I think that he can maximize rookie talent. Yep. And last one, Wink Martindale, <laughs> defensive coordinator out of the Giants, and ironically enough, is the betting favorite to win the head coaching job, uh, and he's the front runner right now. Don't understand why. Um, I I. Drake, I'll be honest with you. I feel like people are just doing it just for if somehow, some way it happens, then the number is just going to be like wild on how much money somebody's going to make. But um, it, it's funny nonetheless. But I mean, again, pro pro to this, Martindale is a very solid coach on what he knows. But the biggest con for me is there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to Martindale because one, he's, he's older than every other candidate. So, uh, and then second, he runs a completely different style of defense than what we currently run in Indianapolis right now. And again, the question mark, 
How is he going to develop the quarterback? How is he going to run the offense? I have no idea at this point. There's a lot more issues with me with Wink Martindale than what there is positives for me. Well, I mean, Martindale, first off, uh, at one point had the most legendary mullet I have ever seen in my life. So, I, I mean, I guess maybe he's a t- he's a very brutally tough human being. I mean, this is a guy that's that's gritty, hard nosed, doesn't give a he doesn't give a crap. He is just going to come after you. And that shows in his blitz packages. No defense blitzed more, which is crazy because the Colts, they're not that kind of defense. So it's it's interesting that Martindale is the betting favorite. I think I don't think Vegas knows anything because the Colts have been so tight lipped. I think that when they I think when Vegas hears second interview, they're like immediate front runner. Like so if you talk about the, if you talk about let's go with the pros first experience he coached the ravens defense from i believe like 2009 to 2018 19 you're talking about guys like Clayus Campbell you're talking about guys like Terrell Suggs guys like Ray Lewis guys like Ed Reed you're talking about some serious dogs that ravens defense was terrifying under martindale um but when you're talking about the cons you're talking about a guy you know nothing about what he's going to bring in you know, you, you have no idea who, who's he going to bring in as the defensive coordinator. Will he just be the guy who calls the defensive plays and allow a shell, kind of a shell defensive coordinator to, to consult with? Um, and, and lastly, to go back to what you were saying, that's a completely different defense than, than what this team is used to running. You can probably say goodbye to Ngakwe. You can probably say goodbye to, well, I mean, he did, Ngakwe played, I, well, maybe he didn't. Yeah, I don't think he did. Never mind. You could pretty much say goodbye to Okereke, and you can say goodbye to to Ngakwe if uh, Martindale comes. And I just think that it's just really difficult to understand, kind of going back to it, who would be a good fit for him in the draft? I've actually said he would not be a good fit for any quarterback in the draft. He would need a free agent signing or a trade. He would need a veteran. That's how you would succeed the best with Wink Martindale as your head coach. He's just so experienced. He might need an experienced guy at the quarterback position too. Yep. It'll be, uh, interesting to see where that goes from here, but, uh, all right, that's going to do it for this one, guys. Shout out to Drake for helping me out with this video today. Pleasure. Uh, let us know your thoughts guys on the pros and cons of all these candidates. I promise hopefully within the next week, we'll have an answer on this and I can stop talking about it and, you know, be able to, do some different content here. Uh, it's nobody's Ballard, fault. So everyone knows <laughs> Chris Ballard, Jim Ursay, please end my misery quickly. Okay. I'm tired of this. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always go Colts. Yeah.